Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts. I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm wondering how you're going to fit your injury into this episode. Like, it's show up in this episode. I just know it. I don't know how you're going to slip it into the conversation, though, but I know it's coming. What do you mean? (laughs) Ask the people who have heard the last maybe four, and you'll know exactly what I mean. It'll come up. It'll happen. Well, you brought it up today, so I'm off. Why don't you go ahead for the people watching on YouTube? Just show it. Just show it. Let's get it. Yeah, there you go. Still on. Done now? Should we talk about something? Nah, maybe. (laughs) You actually had an idea when. And it would be totally fine if your injury came up for sure. Into the how <laughs> confused you look. <laughs> Jeez, there's so many other things I could bring up and milk as well. And you can Someone... in how I sound like a squirrel, and we'll go from there. Yeah, Kate did confess very recently to me that <laughs> Kate thinks she sounds like a squirrel, and I think she's crazy for thinking that she sounds like a squirrel. But then I thought, I'm going to tease Kate about the fact that she thinks she sounds like a squirrel. <laughs> I'll do, do that, that at some point. But I'll, I'll do that in good time when you don't expect it and when it might actually be humorous or mean. I'm sure. Yeah. And it'll come with this beautiful wind voice. <laughs> A non-squirrely voice. <laughs> perfect, deep British voice. <laughs> Serving me my squirrely boy joke. Yes, it'll be perfect. Delivered perfectly. <sighs> See, you're trying to figure out how to fix it. No, because you can't force that in. It has to be. In the <laughs> it have to be. Yeah. But you did have an idea about what we were going to talk about today. Well, I did. And, and the reason is, of, in, you know, the last week or so in talking with a few friends and catching up with them, a few of them have been saying, now it's a new year. I need to find my purpose in life. And then another one said, yeah, well, I think that's my problem. I don't have a purpose in life. And I've been, and literally this is what this person said, this is what they said. I watch a lot of TikTok videos and I've been watching a lot of people say that what they, what people need to do is take a year off, find themselves and Mm. find life's purpose. And then they'll be happy. This person then um, saw the look on my face and went, what? 
Yeah, I'm not really sure that's how life works. Which bet? <laughs> three, two or three things in that comment. And I, and I don't know if that's what these videos were saying. I have no idea. Okay, so it's kind of like third party. But the bit that I find interesting or find um, ah, where I would say that that notion is really controversial is because it looks like happiness comes from out there. And it doesn't. Or the, I'll, I'll be happy when. And I, I saw it on um, a friend's post um, today, a different friend. I have a lot of friends outside of <laughs> what we call the three principles community, Kate. So Thank you, um, they have a very different um, <laughs> outlook on things. And this one post that I saw um, on Instagram effectively had a list of things conditions where if people did this then they'll be happy and that to me is one of the biggest myths in our society in western society is the i'll be happy when and i would include i'll be happy when i find life's purpose i'm not saying it's not possible but that's not where emotions and feelings including happiness come from from personal experience, because from someone who consistently tried to find ways of him finding happiness, all he did in looking for it was get himself more miserable. Short-term hits, yeah. But not deep, lasting peace of mind, contentment, happy in his own skin, a peace with himself, happiness, absolutely not. I had to look inside for that. Or the or I would say it maybe even slightly differently. The inside found its way out. To help me get more peace of mind and peace with the notion of being alive as a human being. I'd go that deep for me. And I know you and I have talked about that in my life before. Not life before, I don't mean past life and stuff, but I mean, you know, in this life before, this conversation found me. But I also, to that point, this conversation found me, I, I also tend to think that purpose works that way too. Purpose finds us as opposed to us looking. We tend to trip over things, in my experience, doesn't mean I'm that what I'm saying is empirically true, but I think we trip over the best things in life. And they're waiting for us to trip over them as opposed to us going hunting for them. Um, a friend and mental said a while ago, I'm going back probably 10 years when I first heard him say this, and this is George Pransky, he said, things like goals and ambitions and New Year's resolutions and etc. And, and purpose. Well, I've got a notion about that, he said, because a lot of us, we kind of like, we, we shoot our arrow towards a target. And if we miss or we hit, that determines, you know, did we hit our goal? Did we hit the bullseye on the target? He said, I think life's far more. I'll shoot my arrow and where it lands, that's where the target was. I'll shoot my arrow, and where it lands, that's where the target. I remember how I first heard that, and I thought the guy was insane. Now, he knows I thought that the first time I met him, so I'm not betraying any confidences when I say this. 
But I've noticed that there's an awful lot of truth in that in my experience and lots of other people I know who have looked in this direction of how the mind works and how our experience is created from the inside out, not the outside in. And the nature of consciousness, the nature of awareness, the nature of being a sentient being. And it just looks so true to me that we, well, I do. I can't speak so that I'll scrub out the we and put back into me. In my life, I've tripped over the best things. And they've been really wonderful, serendipitous things I've tripped into. And one way I remember another one of my mentors and someone else who's been on um, this program with us in the past, Michael Neal. I remember quite a few times in early January, he does an exercise with groups. And I remember the first time he did it when I was in one of his groups. I'm going back well over 10 years now. And talked about how many of the best things this year have been things you planned at the beginning of the year. And, and he would make every one of us just like get quiet, close our eyes, and for five minutes, think of the three best things that happened to you in the last 12 months. And once you've got those really straight in your mind, how many of those did you plan as a New Year's resolution or a, a thing you would do in January that would be so cool during the year? And not one person out of a room of 60 people said, yeah, they correlate. Not one. And I think while that might not sound directly about finding life's purpose and so forth, it might, you might think, well, what's that going to do with it? Well, to me, it's everything. It's because the best things in life don't come from out there. They come from the serendipitous, wonderful feelings that we can notice when we're not in our head and not thinking that there's a place to get to. And when I get there, then I'm allowed to be happy. Or the myth that I'll be happy when I find it. Because they're just not true. So that's my opening story of how it looks to me right now in January 2023. I don't know what you think or what you heard or reflections on on that gate. So I'm in a place where, where I have absolutely no idea where life will take me, work-wise, I guess. I say work, but I think that's more my personal mind creating a difference between my life and my work needing it to separate or categorize it in some way so I don't know if that's true what I what I just said about work because I kind of feel like it's all life mm. for me but I'd heard my stories in my head about what I should be doing and what I haven't done and what will give me value as a human being and not any of the thoughts that show up in my personal mind look like they're ever good enough. And my personal mind will take everything that I do 
with my day and make that not good enough. And you and I have spoken on the show how not good enough is definitely my mind's golden oldie. It's a good way to say it. If it can't come up with anything else, it'll be not good enough. So I've come to the place where I've decided to listen rather than talk. And when I say that, I mean, like I can hear my chatter about it, the next step or what it looks like, but I don't necessarily have to go where it's taking me or even believe it, but just come back to a place more of listening. To a place of not knowing because I don't. And so far what's shown up and this is recent in the last month or so, just being really open as much as I can be. It's taking me away from what I thought was that thing that would make me valuable. And I think I'm going to follow it because that's what life has offered up. And I have absolutely no idea where it'll take me. And I, honestly, I'm really tired of whatever my mind comes up with. It's judgments and ideas. Maybe it's setting up something else, but I don't know. But when I come back to that space I where I don't know and I don't believe whatever's showing up, and it surprised me really because what I found when I come back to that place is enoughness. Like it was there all along. And I missed it for a long time. I still do. Sometimes. I was watching this movie. It's actually one of my favorite movies. It's called American Beauty. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Well, there's a quote in there that he says when things start to change for him, even though it's creepy and weird. But he said something about how great it is when you realize you can still surprise yourself in life. That's not an exact quote, you know, I am. But it was surprising to find enoughness buried under all that when I finally let go. So I'm no different than your friends where I really thought there was this thing, you know, that I had decided what it looked like and just need to get to that. And then, whatever. So I'm in this new place now and not sure where life will take me on that. Mm -hmm. What it looks like that I've gotten very suspicious of the thoughts that sound a lot like if I just got here and then yeah yeah because as soon as I start down that path it, it takes me away from the present moment and how full that can be full possibility and enoughness. 
And I've run from not knowing a long time. I've run from this space a long time. Thanks, Kate. That feeling of enoughness and to know, to wake up to the truth of that that is always there. That's the same for every feeling we've ever wanted. Every feeling we've ever wanted. And to me, that would be what makes Angry is too strong a word for it. Peeved would be the word I would use. <laughs> P-E-E-V-E-D. A little bit annoyed. When I see so many messages out in the world saying you'll be happy when or this feeling will come from things. Just because, no. It, now, it does look like that. It does look like that. That's not how it works. So fulfillment being potentially the promise at the end of finding a life's purpose. And when you said the word full, that's what kind of like that just sparked that word in me. Fulfillment does not come from things, nor from the work that we do, however noble it may be, or however mundane it may be, or anywhere in between. We can feel fulfillment in any moment, in any place. We can feel peace in any moment, in any place. Our innate enoughness in any moment, in any place. Peace of mind. Peace in our own skin. Contentment. In any moment, in any place. We've had to see that for ourselves. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, that sounds like an interesting idea, but keep looking, keep looking at what for you, whether that makes any sense, because when that's seen and really seen, not just seen kind of intellectually, oh yeah, I see that, but oh, a deeper knowing of that then maybe life itself is the purpose, not what we do with it. Maybe, I don't know, way above my pay grade to be able to speak <laughs> any kind of semblance of truth, categorical truth about that. But it seems plausible to me, very plausible. There's um, an astrophysicist called Dr. Brian Cox, who I enjoyed his TV shows, but didn't think particularly much of him and his presentation style. And until about six months ago, when um, somebody sent me a video clip of him talking about, he said something like, I find it really funny when, when people say they want more from life. Because I look at them and I think, you're a bunch of random atoms into molecules that's gone through at least two supernovae, two exploding stars to be formed into you know, the atoms that you're in. 
and 14 billion years ago, you came from this rapid expansion of the universe out of nothing and this random bunch of atoms and then there's energy and then you know that you're alive. And here you are spinning on this little rock that's been around for 4 billion years, going through space at countless many miles an hour, only held onto the earth by this thing that we don't really understand by gravity. And you get to feel things and you get to live things and you want more. <laughs> that was the most clear thing that I heard him say. And it was just, it really spoke to me when I saw that. So thanks Matt for sending that. Matt Roberts has also been a guest with us during the last year. But that's just what's come back to my mind now about what we're looking for. What we're looking for, we've already got. We just don't see it. And it never came from out there. So looking out there to find what's already within is just a totally wrong direction. Do it. Have fun. I mean, I happen to adore what I do, but I found it by accident. And, you know, follow our nose and where the arrow lands is where the target was. Meanwhile, the best part of every year were the things that I never planned. That, that speaks a lot to me anyway. When, what is one of the best things that happened to you in the last year? I wish I'd have thought of this before I <laughs> opened my mouth about this. The deepening relationship with my brother's grandchildren. And as we speak, Jet's um, boy, Jet's four. He'll be five in the summer. And Violet turns six next week at the time of recording. And I got to see them a bit over Christmas. Well, actually, in two days over Christmas, I got to see them. They visited my, my mother's house, their great-grandmother's house. And... Um, we went to the cinema, which is becoming an annual event. Me and my niece, their mother, and the, the two of them, four of us, we just go and, and see a, a Disney movie or a, a child-friendly movie. So that would be one of, the, one of the things I've noticed. That's a general theme, I suppose, but that would be the first thing that comes to my mind. You know, them growing up as individual people and just getting to hang out with them, probably. No more than probably, I don't know. Might not have seen them more than 10 times during the year, but that's been a lot to me looking back. How about you? You asked, so don't give me that face. I really asked. I'm come back at you. <laughs> Could have been worse. I could have called you a squirrel. You know, the... The thing that stands out for me, interestingly enough, is, you know, what I've seen when I was willing to let go of my ideas of what life should look like. Hmm. I didn't do anything for that. I, if anything, I spent an enormous amount of mental energy avoiding it thinking I knew what was on the other side of that. But to finally be in a space where 
I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I have no idea. None of my ideas feel good anymore. And I'm, I'm kind of done. So any specific things that happened when that fell away that you remember? Well, there's a weight that comes with those things when you think you know. Yeah. And what life is, um, <laughs> one of the things that has happened that I never thought would happen was this opportunity to see this new version of my father. Mm. He's not well. Mm. And he hasn't been well, but he's moving further into that and I've never seen him more content and peaceful and childlike and happy. And that is something I never thought that I would see in my father and <laughs> get to experience him completely new. I don't know how long he'll be here. But that's not anything that I thought. I couldn't have planned that. I never saw him go out that way, like in my mind, like when I imagined. So it would be interesting to see what happens, but I get to be with him in this new way. Get to kind of step up into a more helpful space with him and, and get to spend more time with him and like this. And I never thought that would happen. Hmm. You know, one thing that I will say before we end, for anybody who's listening and really feeling that desire to find a purpose, you know, sometimes life can surprise us. Mm. When we let it, when maybe we let go of trying to find a purpose or seeking. I mean, if it's true that there is such a thing as a purpose, I'm pretty sure it would find us. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a purpose. It would just be an idea. There is a possibility to be surprised by life. Oh, yeah. I believe that. And it may not look like what we think. Mm. And it might be. Let me just take a year off and myself, <laughs> right? Don't, don't listen to any other form of the ideas that we might have been sharing, because we don't know. Nobody does. It's the same as the right answer to life is turning left. We've no idea. Sometimes it's straight ahead. Sometimes it's a U-turn. Sometimes it's turn right. We don't know. The one thing that I do know is that often when we're enamored with the idea of finding a purpose, it's, it's because we're looking for a, a gap in our life to be filled. And somewhere along the line, we're going to realize that the gap was never there. So wherever it takes us 
to go and recognize that, the enoughness, the security, the fulfillment. Let's go play until that reveals itself, often in very surprising ways going exactly to what you just said. Thank you, Kate. Lovely as always to chat with you. And I hope you listening have also enjoyed this episode. It's been two years now, two years this week, that um, we started this and want to thank you for listening to however many you've listened to. And please keep your feedback and your ideas coming. Always um, love hearing from you. Ways of getting in touch with us are, are coming up in a moment. And we wish you a really lovely week. And speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at kateroberts.coaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.